1: Today for Song of the Soul, I'll be introducing you to a musician who's with my favorite folk dance band, the Reptile Palace Orchestra. Ed Feeney is a connoisseur of a wide range of music, from many countries and of many genres. When I heard that Reptile Palace Orchestra would be playing in Eau Claire this weekend, I knew it was time to invite Ed to share his spiritual journey via music. In anticipation of that visit, here is Ed Feeney by phone from Madison, Wisconsin. Ed, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
1: I'm looking really forward to this weekend. You're going to be up here in Eau Claire as part of Reptile Palace Orchestra. How often do you play with the
3: band?
2: Well, it's been kind of hot and cold lately. Sometimes we get a couple, maybe three shows a month, and sometimes we go a couple months without playing.
1: And sometimes you're playing with the motor primitives as well, right? Right. And how often is that?
2: We typically play about once a month.
1: And do you have one more band in your repertoire that you're currently affiliated with?
2: That is correct. That would be Veselika, which is a, uh, a group that does traditional Bulgarian music on traditional instruments. We mostly play for dancers, and that might be every two or three months we get a show.
1: And I think you've got a family life as well to keep you a little
2: bit busy, right? Yes, I do, and a day job on top of that.
1: Are you a luthier as a day job? Is that it? Or I noticed on your website that you, or on one of the websites, the Reptile Palace Orchestra site, I believe, was mentioning some things about you. And one of them was something about being a luthier.
2: Well, that site needs to be updated a little bit. At the time that was published, I was working for a company that makes electric guitars. I don't work for them any longer. And after that, I was a cabinet maker for a while for a remodeling company the economic downturn put a stop to that now i'm actually working for a music retail and repair shop called spruce tree music where i do a little bit of repair a little bit of sales a little bit of washing the windows
1: that doesn't sound nearly like what they have on the reptile palace orchestra site here are the words that they have up there when not with his family playing music dancing writing songs for Bob Dylan or trying to teach Bono humility, Ed can sometimes be found in his day job as a luthier for the U.S. Masters Guitar Works where he made the bass he's currently playing. Is that still true, that you're playing the bass that you made?
2: Uh, Yes, it is.
1: And do you make other instruments as well?
2: Well, I've got an acoustic guitar that I've been working on on and off in my spare time that is not finished yet, but those are the only instruments that I've made so far.
1: Well, let's talk about some of your connection with music otherwise. Were you a music player or a music dancer first?
2: I started dancing before I started playing. started dancing in high school, actually, as a way to get physical education credit. It partially led me into playing music.
1: I suppose you had to learn to play some of this folk music that you were dancing to because they're probably not a rich assortment. I think you started out in Connecticut. There wasn't a rich assortment of bands that were playing that kind of music?
2: Not around here. Actually, um, I moved to Madison when I was still pretty young, still a kid. So by the time I started dancing, I was living in Madison, Wisconsin. But no, there really weren't any bands at that time playing that kind of music.
3: Your
1: taste in music, I think you've got a really wide assortment. I mean, to be part of Reptile Palace Orchestra, I think you need to have a diverse set of interests musically certainly you're pulled in a lot of different directions by the bands that you're part of who have different kinds of music they play. Is there any kind of music that you don't like, or do you really like all kinds of music?
2: Well, pretty much I like all kinds of music. There are some styles that I'm more drawn to than others. I have this philosophy that in any style there's going to be good music to be found. There may be a lot of music that I don't care for within any style, but there's always something good in almost any style.
1: Well, why don't you start us out with one of the songs that you selected for your Song of the Soul. What would you like to start with?
2: How about Evening Star by Robert Fripp and Brian Eno?
1: And your connection to this song, where does it come from?
2: Well, I've been listening to the music of Fripp and Eno, who actually didn't play together all that often. Robert Fripp came from King Crimson, and Brian Eno was an original member of Roxy Music, who who then went solo, for anybody who's not familiar with them. But I've been listening to their music for decades now. And this particular song, the guitar work on it, I just find very exciting and uplifting.
1: When I was listening to the song the first time, my impression of that guitar was it was soaring. It was remindful for me of some of the guitar work that Jimi Hendrix used to do. Like on Star Spangled Banner, it just felt to me like it was soaring in that same way. Is this a style you like to emulate?
2: If I could, I don't... Robert Frist is probably one of the best, most amazing guitar players I've ever heard. And I can't say that I could play anything like him.
1: <laughs> but would you want to when you grow up?
2: Oh, I think that would be something I could aspire to. Although I wouldn't necessarily want to limit my playing to any particular style. I tend to be drawn to a lot of different types of music.
1: I think we'll listen to it now. The song is Evening Star. Robert Fripp and Brian Eno are playing it, and it's the first song selected by today's Song of the Soul guest, Ed Feeney. That was Evening Star, selected by Ed Feeney for his Song of the Soul. It's by Robert Fripp and Brian Eno. And I wanted to say, Ed, that music, I mean, that's instrumental music. Are you a vocalist at all, or is that something that's just foreign to what you're into?
2: I do some singing with the motor primitives more than the other two groups that I play with. Although I tend to, when I listen to music, I tend to listen to the instrumentation and melodies and rhythms first before I really pay much attention to lyrics. So I'd say I'm probably more drawn to the instrumental side of music.
1: And how heavily influenced are you by your folk dance type background? I mean, there's some music which is just not danceable. Do you like that kind of music too?
2: I do, but let's see, how can I say this? I'm predominantly a bass player, and as a bass player, I feel like my playing should make people want to move unless it's a piece of music that really is not intended to make people move but i do feel that the dance background has been pretty influential in the way that i play
1: would you like to share any of uh, folk dance type music that you have some connection to as part of your song of the soul
2: sure we have uh, a song by the reptile palace orchestra called sandansko a which uh it's an interesting piece of music. It's 22 beats in a measure, and there is actually a folk dance that goes along with it. It's a lot of fun.
1: 22 beats in a measure. What's the time signature on this one?
2: I believe it's 2216. It might be twenty two I'd have to look at the chart to be sure, but I think it's 2216.
1: Since I don't actually play music, I don't actually know what that really means. I mean, I know how to dance, Sandansko Oro, but I, I don't think I could say what that means. Does that mean you have to be able to count high and fast?
2: The counting might be helpful in learning a piece of music, but I find that it's much easier to play if you just know how it's supposed to sound and don't think about it. <laughs>
1: And this is one of the songs that you play on, right? They've got at least four recordings out there. How featured are you on their recordings? Do you spend a lot of time in the sound room?
2: I joined the band, let's see, probably in 2001 or 2002. I think it was 2001. And they had recordings out before I joined the band. And when I became a member of the Reptile Palace Orchestra, one of the reasons they needed me was because they're Bass player at the time, who actually plays a six string electric cello, was becoming a parent and uh, is also a professor and didn't have time to really do all the gigs that they needed to play. So they hired me to do a job share kind of thing. And since then, it's become more. Well, originally, <laughs> Seth, the other bass player, would play a gig, or I would play a gig. But we rarely played at the same time. And we've been doing more shows recently where. We are actually both playing, and sometimes I play bass, and sometimes I play Tom if he happens to be there to play bass.
1: So you're not always with the band and not necessarily always in the recording studio?
2: Well, We Know You Know is the first recording they did after I joined the band, and I played on maybe about half of that recording, and Seth played on the other half. We're working on a recording now that is going to be predominantly folk dance tunes, and I would say I probably am playing on about 80 to 90% of that and Seth will also be playing on a lot of it, too. But I'll be playing multiple instruments on that recording.
1: When is that anticipated to come out? And what is the website for the Reptile Palace Orchestra?
2: That would be reptilepalaceorchestra.com. And that recording that we're working on now, we're hoping to have finished by the end of the year, although things have been going slowly due to complicated schedules of people in the band.
1: Let's do the song right away. Sundown Go Oro. Bulgarian Song, performed here by Reptile Palace Orchestra. This is by Reptile Palace Orchestra. Our guest for today's song of the soul is Ed Feeney, and he's a member of that group. And Ed, here's a test for you, a real test of your abilities. Can you tell us in about 30 seconds how the dance that goes with that song is done?
2: Wow. Let's see. I always forget it until the music comes on, so I don't know that I can answer that. My guess is it would be hop, step, 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 hop, step, step, step step, step, hop, 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 step, hop, step,
1: hop, step. That's amazing. That's really good. <laughs> I wouldn't have predicted anyone could do it. I think the audience that's listening to us today, the folks out there in Radioland all say you did great. I assume on the com page, there is a schedule where people can find out where you're performing so that they can catch you. It's really exceptional and unusual music.
2: Well, I like to think so. I enjoy playing it.
1: The band has used a couple different brief descriptions of their style of music. One of them that's posted on the site right now is Balkan Lounge Rock. I've also seen Balkan Lounge Funk. What's your description for how the band plays?
2: That's a tough one. I think Balkan Lounge Rock might be the closest thing, although the lounge part of it might be a little bit misleading. Sometimes I tell people that we take normal music and make it weird, and we take weird music and make it normal.
1: That sounds like a good description to me. And just so all you listeners know, they're my favorite folk dance band by far. It's just uh, the energy, and they take a room of dancers and convert them into intense community. It's just If you haven't had a chance to hear them, I recommend that you do. So let's continue with your song of this old journey. Where do you want to go next, Ed?
2: Well, let's see. Let me look at my list. How about One Last Drink by Enter the Haggis? And this song, um, I'm not typically drawn to songs about drinking, but this one is particularly meaningful to me, partially because the first time they ever played in Madison was about a couple weeks after my father died. And when they get to the line about where they say, raise a glass to the dear departed, Their fiddle player, Brian Buchanan, raised his glass and looked right at me as he was singing that line, and I was thinking about my father at that time. And it was just kind of a strange experience that was, I don't know, it was meaningful to me at any rate.
1: (laughs) It's interesting your comment about not particularly holding up songs about drinking, because I have the same hesitation, but this song is so energetic, it's so uplifting, and it's, in this case, uh, lifting a glass It is about honoring, respecting, saluting, and enjoying. And and the chorus, it's about the world is mine tonight, I'm going to live one more day, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory kind of thing. Is that your aspiration or is that how your father went out?
2: Well, that is actually very close to how my father died. He was in hospice at the time and he had been asking for a margarita and everyone laughed at him, the nurses and the caretakers, oh, that's so funny. So one day when it looked like he was failing I was thinking he's been asking for a margarita for days I'm gonna give him a margarita before he dies so I stopped on the way there and bought some margarita makings got there and had to kind of sponge it into his mouth so he only got a couple swallows but but uh, he did seem to enjoy it
1: I've never heard of the band Enter the Haggis before are they local where they from Uh, who are they
2: they're from Toronto They're usually classified as Celtic rock, although I think that's a bit misleading. They do a lot of music with Celtic influences, but I hear other influences as well, Latin, jazz. And they're all phenomenal musicians, but play together in an ensemble way that, you know, there are no prima donnas in the group. And they're also really nice guys. I've spoken to them a couple times after shows. I've seen them four times now, and they're one of my favorite bands in the world at this point in time.
1: Hold on to your seats. The song is One Last Drink by Enter the Haggis.
4: Life that's full, everyone's been good to me. So fire up that fiddle boy and give me one last drink. When the sun comes up, I will leave without
5: a fight. The world is mine tonight.
4: That's let
5: One last trick.
1: song One Last Drink by Anthony the Haggis. Ed Feeney selected it for his Song of the Soul. Ed is a member of a couple different bands or actually I should say three. One of them Reptile Palace Orchestra my favorite folk dance band but also there is the Motor Primitives and what kind of music do they make?
2: It's a rock band. We've been toying with the different ways of branding the band to try and give an accurate description of what we sound like. Right now we're calling it proto-pop punk, and I don't know if that's the best description, but when you've got four people all trying to decide on something, sometimes one person's idea might not be the same as another's. But I suppose we would call it proto-pop punk. It's a four-piece with guitar, singing, organ, bass, and drums. Organ
1: organ. I don't know that I've heard of any bands playing organ before. Is this just your breaking new ground? I I connect organs with churches.
2: Well, this is an electronic organ. It's not the old massive organs that people used to have to lug around for shows, but the band has been through a couple of different iterations, and after their lead guitar player left, they were looking for a lead guitarist and a bass player at the same time and couldn't find a lead guitarist and came across this guy, Jeff Mundell, who plays organ. We decided to use organ instead of lead guitar.
1: If you want to check them out, their website is motorprimitives.com, and, you know, every once in a while, you'll see Ed out there performing with them. Tell us where to go next on this musical journey of your Song of the Soul.
2: Well, how about Without Love by Nick Lowe, which kind of sums up to some degree my view of the world that without love well we'll let Nick say it
5: without love I am half human without love I'm all machine. without love there's nothing doing I will die without love without love Love, there's no denying, I am dying, without love, But oh, there is nowhere I can run and there is no hiding place, sticking out like a soft thumb by the gloomy look upon my face. Without love, I'm incomplete, without love, I am not old I love can run and there is no hiding place Sticking out like a soft thumb. by Who may look upon my face Without love, I'm incomplete Without love, I am not old Without love, I'm barely on my feet I am dying without love I am dying yes, I'm dying without love. Oh, yes, I'm dying
1: without love. Oh, yes, I'm dying love. That was Nick Lowe. Without love is the song. And, Ed, you selected it for your song of the soul, you said, because it's kind of your philosophy. I'm dying without love. That's what it says in the song. How does this play out in your life? I mean, what kind of love are you talking about? The Greeks have at least three different names for kinds of love. What kind of love are you talking about?
2: Well, I don't think I'm talking about romantic love, which might be the impression you get from the song. I'm thinking love for one's fellow humans, love for
1: the planet. I've met you. I mean, I've danced with you. You've been at Quaker gatherings that I've been at because your wife is Quaker, but I'm pretty sure you don't consider yourself Quaker. Did you have a religious upbringing? Do you have a name for what you are religiously or spiritually?
2: I really don't have a description for my own spirituality. I was raised a Christian. My parents were members of first the Congregational Church and then a United Church of Christ after that. I don't consider myself to be part of any one specific philosophy, although I do feel that I identify with the Quakers pretty strongly. A lot of what is part of Quaker beliefs. I agree with quite a bit. The closest that I ever feel to a sense of spirit or God is when I'm playing music. And it doesn't happen every time I play, but when it does happen, it's pretty powerful. I feel like there are times when my consciousness leaves my head and music just comes out and it has nothing to do with me. And I just feel like a conduit. And that's probably where I put my spiritual energy more than into going to church or being part of a religious group of some sort.
3: How
1: does it look to you like we should live out this love that you say is part of this song, Nicola, without love? How does the world do it well? How does the world not do it well?
2: Well, I don't think the world as a whole does it very well at all right now. It seems like there's too much antagonism between people, between cultures, between countries and not enough seeing other people or cultures or countries as human beings like ourselves and if people could approach one another from a loving perspective rather than an antagonistic perspective I think things would be quite a bit better
1: I've told you in the past that I'm part of a Quaker folk dance group called the Friendly Folk Dancers. And one of the things that I've said repeatedly, other people in the group have said repeatedly, is that when you start doing the dances of people from other countries and with people from other countries, the walls between us tend to disappear. Were you a peacenik before you started doing folk dance?
2: I'd say that I was. um, My parents were both very active in the peace movement when I was a kid. I grew up during the Vietnam War era. So I was exposed to a lot of the peace movement at that time and didn't start dancing until I was a little bit older. Although I agree with you that if you can dance the dances from other countries and cultures, listen to and appreciate their music, dance with other people, that does bring people together in a way that seems more powerful than than a lot of other ways.
1: How about another folk dance tune? Uh, Could we include another one in your Song of the Soul? Is there one that you've got ready?
2: Yes. My pronunciation may not be very good, but I have a song here by Ivo Papasov and Yuri Yanakov called Lenore Chaye.
1: Do you know what that means, Lenorie Chaye?
2: I do not. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a name, but I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> I think it means this is a wonderful song.
2: Ivo Papasov and Yuri Yanakov playing Lenorie Chaye.
1: Bulgarian folk dance. What dance would you be doing to that? Do you know what your feet are doing to that music?
2: I have never actually danced to that piece of music. I've seen them perform it, but it's always been in a theater presentation, so there hasn't been much opportunity to dance. Too many seats in the way.
1: That seems unfortunate, and it is something that I find difficult, and maybe as a musician, maybe you find this even more difficult. Even though I love folk dance music and so on, I don't like to go watch someone perform folk dances. I like to go do them. And in terms of music, uh, I assume you would have that same issue. I'm all for a participatory audience rather than one that's sitting there properly clapping at the right moments. How is that for you in the audience?
2: Well, I I enjoy both. I really enjoy going to a concert playing for dancers and being able to dance to live music is just a wonderful treat. But also, for instance, Ivo Papasov and Yuri Yanakov, when they came to town, being able to see them play was just transcendental. They're such incredible musicians. So there are times when I, when I just want to watch and listen.
1: There's room for all of us. What's the biggest group that you've played for as part of the Reptile Palace Orchestra or perhaps Motor Primitives or Vasilika? What's the largest kind of group that you've performed for?
2: Oh, well, it's hard to say For sure, but my guess is it would be an event such as the folk ball that's held annually in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't know how many people they get into that hall, but it's full of dancers when we play, usually. That's a phenomenal experience to play in front of that many people all dancing and having a good time.
1: And it's a phenomenal experience to be in the audience there, In my own perspective. Let's move along for your Song of the Soul. Where's next on your journey?
2: How about the Leuven Brothers playing My Baby's Gone.
1: This doesn't sound like your type of music to me, uh, the Leuven Brothers. Why is this song part of your Song of the Soul?
2: Well, a couple of reasons. One is I find the Leuven Brothers' vocal harmonies to be stunning. I love the way they sing together. But the main reason I concluded the song is because in 1994, my wife and I had a daughter who died as an infant. Shortly after that event, I got this album by the Leuven Brothers, which has the song, My Baby's Gone, on it. And listening to that song, even though I know they're singing, when they refer to my baby, they're talking about a girlfriend, to me, that's not what the song meant. And as they talk about, basically, how can the world continue to go on when this horrible thing is happening? That's pretty much the way it felt to me after my daughter died. I would walk down the street and just wonder how people can be going about their business as if nothing had ever happened.
3: Hold
6: back the rushing minute, make the wind last still Don't let the moonlight shine across the lonely hill Draw the raindrops and hold back the sun So softly as he comes up to my door The mailman brings the letters by Just like he did before They seem so busy all day long As though there's nothing wrong the wind lie still don't let the moonlight shine across the lonely hill draw the raindrops and hold back the sun my world has ended my baby's gone To come, i tried to tell my lonely heart it must go on alone. But it cries, the world has ended. My baby's gone. Hold back the rushing minutes, make the wind my still. Don't let the moonlight shine across the lonely hill. The My, world has ended. My baby's gone.
1: My baby's gone by the Leuven Brothers. As Ed just told us, he doesn't think of that song as being about losing a girlfriend, but about his infant child who was lost. How many children do you have, Ed?
2: Oh, we have two surviving daughters, so three daughters altogether, including Sophie, who died.
1: And how old are the other ones? I, one of them I know because I've met her in a young friend's group at Northern Yearly Meeting.
2: I think you've probably met them both. Our oldest, Anna, is 20 now, and our youngest, Grace, is 13.
1: Well, we do have to keep moving along. I think you've got a couple more songs you'd like to include for your Song of the Soul. What's up next?
2: A Simbonanga Nanga by Johnny Clegg and Savuka
1: since that Simbunanga rolled off your tongue, I assume you speak South African languages just fine?
2: Uh, Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) But I've listened to the song quite a bit.
1: How do you connect with this one?
2: Well, I've been a big fan of Johnny Clegg's and his various groups, Jaluka and Savuka, for quite a while. And this one in particular, well, maybe not for any special reason. I think this is a song for Nelson Mandela. I love the vocal part at the end, and one thing that always impressed me about Johnny Clegg's music and other music from the area is that, considering all the strife that's that's occurred in that part of the world, they still managed to make this music that's just so full of joy and life. It's amazing to me.
1: It is some pretty amazing music. Just to help people know as we go into the song, some of what the lyrics are saying. I mean, some of them are in English. Uh, but Asimbonanga, for instance, means we have not seen him. And then they say Asimbonangu Mandela Thina, which means we have not seen Mandela. In essence, it sounds like they're trying to call Mandela back from captivity where he's been held captive. And you said, Ed, that this song is for Mandela, which it is. But they also list a few other people in there Stephen Biko, for instance, Neil Agat. And Victoria, and I don't know how to say her last name. Do you know Victoria Mehenge, maybe?
2: I can't pronounce it correctly, but I believe the song was written while Nelson Mandela was still in prison.
1: The song is "Asimbonanga,"
2: Mandela. Cut.
4: bonanga bonanga tina
2: la ve la wa fela
4: how you dey yey hey we na we so feel the how na we hey wena. In the last year, the last <tose>
1: It's Johnny Clegg and Savuka singing Asimbonanga Mandela. It's amazing the connections that go as I talk with you, Ed. I've only met you a time or two before, but I've been noticing the synchronicities. I had not heard of Johnny Clegg before about two weeks ago. And he came to my attention because one of my guests for Spirit in Action who had served some time ministry work in South Africa, he thought I should include something by Johnny Clegg in the Spirit and Action I was doing with him. So just two weeks ago, I run into Johnny Clegg, and now you bring him up. It's just amazing to me how once you touch something, it's like the energy starts flowing, and once something enters into your consciousness, how it blossoms and becomes part of your life. So I thank you for bringing it up. But is there any particular connection you have to South Africa? I mean, certainly the example of what happened in that country is amazing. Is there dance music from South Africa that you connect with, or do you perform any South African music?
2: I don't really know much dance music from South Africa and don't perform any South African music either. Johnny Clegg... I guess back in the '80s, there was kind of a there was a, a lot of interest in African music in general. I was working at a record store at the time. There was African music coming out from every record company. I think maybe Paul Simon's Graceland might have had something to do with it, or might have been catching the wave. But uh, that was when I became familiar with Johnny Clegg. I've seen him perform a few times. He's a, he's an incredible performer and just amazing energy.
1: Well, I think we've got time for one more song. How shall we finish off your Song of the Soul?
2: Forgive once again my pronunciation, but uh, I have Mon Ami La Rose by Natasha Atlas.
1: I want to say, first of all, your pronunciation was just fine. I think you did that R very well. Are you a French speaker? Do you speak other languages besides English?
2: I studied French in middle school, and I studied Spanish in college. And those are the only languages I can pretend to speak, aside from English, which I pretend to speak that as well.
1: <laughs> Why did you pick Mona Mila Rose for your Song of the Soul?
2: This one uh, I think I included partially because Natasha Atlas has such a beautiful voice. It just gives me great joy to listen to it. And the subject matter of this song, I think you probably know better than I, being a French speaker, but it speaks to the fleetingness of youth and beauty the brevity of life. It's just, uh, it's just a very emotional song, I think.
1: And it's a beautiful one. Mon ami La Rose by Natasha Atlas.
0: On est bien peu de choses, et mon ami La Rose me l'a dit ce matin. A l'aurore, je suis né, baptisé de rosée. je me suis épanoui, heureuse et Au rayon du soleil Me suis fermée la nuit Me suis réveillée bien Pourtant j'étais très belle Oui, j'étais la plus belle Des fleurs de ton jardin Ce matin
1: So my friend the rose that ending music that's North African I believe Natasha Atlas is from Belgium she's located in Washington does she have some connection to North African because I don't think of people from Belgium as being able to sing Arabic does she have some roots that way do you know
2: well if you try and find a biography of her there's a certain amount of disagreement about her background but I believe her mother was Belgian And her father, I think she might have been born in Egypt, possibly Morocco, but has ties to Palestine, Lebanon, Syria. She's kind of got that dual culture going on in her life.
1: And it's so nice that she shared it with us. I'm going to look forward to dancing with you soon. It's been wonderful for you to share all of your diversity of music and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much, Ed.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
1: That was Ed Feeney, today's Song of the Soul guest. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul.
0: You can be happy Let in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul